a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. This is Mana. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mana, a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. I'm your host, Jeff Peterson. Now, none of the guys that you're going to meet on this podcast would consider themselves to be extraordinary, but it's their humble, holy way of living. It's exactly what makes them extra, and I'm excited for you to meet them. Uh, Now, one of the hallmarks of our faith, our faith, uh, Christian faith, is surrender, okay? Recognizing that, uh, you know, at the end of the day, (laughs) there's something so much greater than us. And, uh, you know, the sooner we realize that, uh, the sooner we'll start living the life that we've been designed for. Um, I mean, you know, God doesn't do anything in vain or halfway. So, you know, why would he go to all the effort to like create us and then just sort of wish us luck as we go (laughs) fend for ourselves, you know, throughout this, this crazy world. Um, but usually, and, and I think, um, you know, kind of unfortunately, you know, talking about surrender, and especially guys talking about surrender, uh, is hard for us to, to say and hear, uh, much less live, you know, and I think is very unfounded here, but I think, I think it could be because the, usually the language of surrender, uh, gets relegated to, you know, the zone or the zones of like the soft, you know, kind of surrender doesn't seem strong. You know, we, we, we use words like submission um, um, and, and words like, like surrender, they, you know, and they don't, they don't find their way, you know, those, those words don't find their way into our language usually uh, when we're thinking about like, you know, raising kids or pursuing careers or taking political positions, you know, nearly as much as other S words, you know, like confident S words like stand, you know, stand up for yourself or, or speak, you know, speak, you know, your truth, you know. So we got all these other S words that sort of like block out words like surrender and submit. Well, today's guest tackles surrender head on in his, uh, in his book called Broken and Redeemed, Finding Freedom Through Complete Surrender. Oh, it's just amazing. It's a true story. Uh, of over, uh, overcoming childhood trauma uh, with the help of others, which led our guest to find freedom, strength in God. So strength, not softness through yeah. surrender. Uh, and it's resonating with readers. Uh, uh, his book is the, the recipient of uh, the Literary Titans Gold Book Award uh, and has a myriad of five-star reviews. I, mean, I was doing my little research on this thing. Like, everybody's rating this book with as many stars as they're able to, to rate. Uh, so it's definitely a must read, uh, when he's not writing or speaking or appearing on podcasts like this, <laughs> our guest is a, uh, professional fitness coach. Uh, he's a men's discipleship leader. In fact, even tonight, we got to get uh, cut to the chase here. Cause he's got a, uh, he's got a, uh, a men's club gig tonight that he's got to get to. Uh, and he, uh, he's just, he's just a, a, a man who is answering, uh, God's call wherever that's going to lead him could be finishing a theology degree, could be 
shoot, who knows? Uh, we should be tuning in uh, and checking in with him in a couple of years to see where he's taken and where God is taking his life. Uh, he's a former football coach uh, and a former uh, Marine Corps veteran of Desert Storm. Please welcome today's Nana Man, Mr. John Jarman. Hey, John. Hey, Jeff. I, I want to thank you for that uh, introduction. I'm very humbled by it. So I was sitting there listening to it. And, and you know, sometimes when I hear hosts read back some of the stuff I've done, it just, it's kind of mind blowing as to what God has done in my life. So. Yeah. Well, it is, uh, it is an honor to have you on. I just can't wait for others to hear your story. And, you know, I, I just don't think, uh, and, and why I was so excited to meet you and talk tonight. I don't think we can talk enough about surrender, you know, and the strength in surrender. Uh, we just have to keep giving people ways to find their way to it. So, so let's start there. Tell us about your story uh, that not only, you know, begat the book, but really, you know, sounds like really kind of helped form, you know, your whole, your whole life or your whole kind of, or, or at least this chapter uh, in the life that you're, that you're following Jesus in. Yeah. And I would, and, and I would start with the surrender part. Um, you know, it took a long time to get there because uh, when, when I, I didn't grow up in a church and it was a violent, violent childhood. Um, and so I didn't really know anything about God or church. The only thing I ever heard was my, when my grandmother told me that God had something special planned for me and, you know, she's smiling from heaven now cause I have a book out. So she knew this was going to happen. Mm. Um, but you know, growing up that way and, you know, I didn't get exposed to church till I was in the Marine Corps. Um, and as I started my coaching career, then I, and I'll kind of go through this fairly quickly so we can get to the important stuff. Um, but as I started my coaching career, I started getting involved in FCA and some other organizations like that and going to church. And even one of my linebacker coaches, when I was a head coach at a program was a minister. And so I went to his church and, you know, but something wasn't, something was missing. Cause I still was walking in darkness a little bit. And I, you know, cause we're all sinful and I was afraid to give up control because I controlled my life since I was 13 years old. I did everything I wanted to do and it was what John wanted and, and, uh, so as I started to understand that aspect of the faith, I held on to it as long as I could because people would say like, John, it's got to be in God's timing. And I'm like, no, it needs to be in my timing. And obviously that, that really didn't work out for me when I thought that way. Um, it wasn't until 2016 when I gave up true control and, and my, 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 I was in a very tough storm. Uh, my own, my own business, it was a, it was a training gym and it was struggling very mightily. Um, and my brother's, uh, my sister-in-law was in the hospital dying. I'd just come out of a four-year relationship with a Christian woman that didn't work out due to circumstances beyond both our controls. Um, and so my life was just like crumbling and I was like, you know, I'm doing all this work and I'm trying to do this and still nothing's working out for me. And, and one morning I woke up and I got into my prayer and reading time and I, I just cried out and I probably prayed for, I don't know an hour, hour and a half. And I just said, you know, I'm done. I can't do this without you. I'm giving my life to you. Picked up the Bible and opened it up and it opened up to John, first John one through five. And it says, you know, and I'll paraphrase, it says when God is the light and if we claim to have fellowship, if we continue to walk in darkness, then the truth is not in us. And when I read that, I was like, I got to change my life. Mm. And, you know, obviously, you know, we still stumble uh, because, because of our human nature. But that was the point where I said, okay, I'm going to walk by what it says in the word as best I can. I'm going to let you control everything. I'm going to pray about everything. And since then, 
since 2016, my life's been just radically changed. That's so great. How, how did you, um, I mean, with, it sounds like you were blessed to be introduced later in life after childhood to some of these influences with faith, but I mean, to go from, to, to get to the, the, um, the point of surrender, I think, I mean, just personally, that's, that's a, that's a pretty evolved, I mean, you know, you start off, it's kind of like the training wheels of faith. It's like, okay, there's a God and he takes Mm -hmm. care of us and he loves us. And I mean, there's some like early on stuff, but to get to surrender, I mean, it does almost take, I I think a real level of maturity. Do you feel like that had been building over time so that then by the time you found yourself that night, that day on your knees, that it just was, it just like, there was no, there was nowhere else to go. You know, it's kind of like, there was nothing else. There's nothing else. You know, and and Tony Evans, a pastor out of Dallas, he, and uh, he, in one of his sermons, he said, you know, uh, God is going to give you more than you can handle. So there's only one way to look up. Yeah. And I was in that point in my life. And yes, it, it was, it was building to answer your question. Yes, it was building. But the reason why I was building is because of the work I was doing with Christina Holland, who was my counselor for 10 years. And then my spiritual mentor, Scotty Kessler, who I was working with, because without their assistance, I probably would have not reached there. Mm-hmm. I would have continued down that life pattern of self-destruction and, and, you know, just chaos and just repetitive what I was doing previously. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was through their work that, that really took me to that place. And, you know, one of the things that Christine always was working with me is to become vulnerable because I, because of my childhood, I put on an armor and I wouldn't let anybody in close to me or anything like that. And, you know, I can say that, you know, God softened my heart. And, you know, I see the world differently and, you know, and and when I, excuse me, when I had the first review of the book, the uh, publisher said that, you know, it was very rare to see that this kind of vulnerability in a man. And I sent that to my, I sent that to Christine and I said, Hey, you got your wish. (laughs) So, um, but you know, it's, it's with their, with their guidance, their patience, their mentorship, um, that it took place and, and you're not going to. I feel that, and this is what I tell people that I work with, is you're not going to get to that point without having someone helping you along the way that's that's more, that's seasons more, that's been in their faith and they're stronger in faith than you. You yeah. have to have a mentor um, because yeah. you're going to run into questions, you're going to run into roadblocks, and, and they're going to be the way out. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I wanted to talk about how you and when. So it's one thing to, to find yourself um, at, in that moment and, and kind of come to that sort of realization or epiphany that it's about surrender and it's just a complete like lay everything at the feet of Jesus, which is so beautiful. Uh, and, and if, and if we can all get there just on our, for ourselves, that's like, that's a win. Yes. You though, then, um, realize that you're called to not only live that life, walk that life of surrender and submission with Jesus yourself, but now help others, you know, that you've been blessed to tell your story, which takes a lot of courage. And yes, you had mentors and and people who helped shape it and help build you up. But at the, but, but, but it still had to come. It still had to be the Holy spirit talking to you, John, saying, all right, here's what we're going to do. So do so when did you realize not that it was a, it was about surrendering, but now it's okay. Now I'm gonna. I've, I'm actually being called to go help others now. Well, I'm, I think 
I think that started, Jeff, um, when I had the yearning in my, I, cause I, as I was working with Scotty, I just, I started having some questions and I wanted to go deeper inside the word. Yeah. And that's when I decided to go to seminary school. Um, and it wasn't for anything, but other than knowledge and okay. cause I wanted that knowledge for myself. And, um, so I, I enrolled in seminary and, and prior to going into seminary, I did not like to read the old Testament. I used to call it the dark side of the Bible. Um, and you know, this is God's humor. My first class was old Testament review. Yeah, there you <laughs> and go. so he said, here we go. <laughs> and, you know, so I, I look back and I laugh on that, but it, it taught me a ton about the, you know, what the, how the old, old Testament correlates with the new Testament and what it spoke to. And it's just a beautiful piece of, of work. And, you know, it's, it's, that's probably where it kind of started, but I still didn't know where God was taking me. Um, that didn't happen until February, two years ago. Um, and I was in my prayer time in the morning and I came across Hebrews ten thirty six, which says when you're, uh, doing the will of God, you must persevere to get what he promised. And then about an hour later, I was working out. And when I work out, I listen to worship music and read other books by other Christian authors. And one of my favorite authors now is A.J. Swoboda in his first book entitled Messy. He was talking about the will of God. He said no one told him if anybody would buy his book or read his book, he just had to write it. And those two things took place in about an hour. And I just looked up and I said, okay, I get the picture. I got to finish the book. Wow. I, had, I had five chapters written, and but the book went on the shelves in 2014. And it sat there until February of 2021. Wow. And so I made a commitment to write the book, writing the book every day. And I finished the book in four weeks. Wow. Yeah, it was just a spiritual dog. Yeah. People, people ask me, you know, because I put scripture verses in the text and quotes. And they said, how did you know where those, you know, where to put them? So they flowed with the text. And I said, it just came to me. I didn't even think about it. It just, you know, I pounded the keys and this is what came out. Oh, I, when, I, when I started working with my editor, she asked me, she goes, who's your target audience? And I went, um, everybody. Cause I just wrote, <laughs> you know, I didn't think about one, you know, a group of people, you know, I didn't think it, Oh, this is a great men's book or whatever. And so she did her review on the book and she wrote back in the review in one sentence. She goes, I'd never say this to authors, but I got to say it to you, your books for anybody. And, wow. you know, so, oh. um, and you know, so here's the chain of events. I finished the book in March of 2022. I talked to my spiritual mentor. He put me in contact with my editor, Arlen, who used to work in prayer ministry with her. And so I was like, this is the lady cause she's going to understand a lot of my book and the scripture part of it. And then as we were working together, she turned out to be a scout for Morgan James Publishing. So we submitted the book in early August. And in September, I got a letter saying they accepted me into their family of authors. Hmm. And by March of 2022, I had books in my hand. Now that wow. doesn't happen no. without God involved. And it happened because of the obedience that I took on that day in February. Yeah. And I would have never had that obedience had I not gone to seminary. And I'm not saying people have to go to seminary, but they have to start getting, they have to, first of all, especially, and you said it best in the minutes in your introduction, it's harder for men to do what I'm about to talk about. And that's laying down their pride and their ego and humbling themselves and being vulnerable at the foot of the cross and searching themselves because yeah. self-examination is part of our development in Christianity. And we have to take that step and start looking at ourselves to see what God needs to remove. David said it best, search my heart for what is not of you. And mm -hmm. so we've got to do that in ourselves. And when we do that, that's when I think the veil gets removed and you start seeing the word differently and you start seeing the world differently. Yeah.
Yeah, amen. But, but it's but it is tough, and I don't mean to cut you off. It is tough oh. for men to do that because we're supposed to be strong. We're supposed to, and that, and that's when my early walk. I was like, I don't want to be meek. I mean, oh. I'm a football player. I'm a football coach. I'm a marine, you know. And I and I, you know, defended my mom at 12 years old when my dad was beating her up, and oh. so, you know, I I'm like, I don't. I'm not weak, <laughs> right, <laughs> you know. Right. And and but as you said in your introductory, the, the surrendering part of it to God and giving your life to him, that's when you become strong Yeah. because then you can lean on him and you don't have to worry about what the world thinks. You don't have to worry about what the world um, says about you. You don't have to worry about what the world does to you because you're going to get through it. And he's yeah. going to, he's going to make you, you know, he's going to make a way for you no matter what. Yeah, totally. So, well, and, and, and that the strength comes from beautifully, yes. Yes. This, this, and you use the, the phrase earlier, you know, this softening of your heart, which, which right. as a child, un, unwillingly and unwittingly, you know, you, you had to harden up, you know, you had to, just to get through that, that mm-hmm. was a, this sort of calcification of just getting through and, and then, but how wonderful and beautiful that then, and seemingly ironic that to actually find strength, it came from, and it comes from, for all of us this actual softening of our hearts. Like we yes. have to accept. And when I think the softening comes from the self-examination, Jeff, I mean, yeah. cause, and I, and I say that on a lot of my podcasts because I think that's a key um, to our faith walk. And, and if we don't truly examine our heart with the vulnerability, and when I say that it's, it's looking at who you might've hurt in your past or who you've, who you, who you think hurt you. Um, it's what you've done actions to other people, all of that. And you, you've got to pray for forgiveness for that. And then, you know, sometimes you have to seek it out to, to, for those individuals that you hurt. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's a hard part. Yeah. So yeah. I love the, uh, I love very specifically and for, 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 well, also just as an aside, I love your story of writing the book because I think even this, this power of surrender is in how you actually wrote the book because it was yeah. just the reason it flowed out is because you were just a channel yeah. you know you're just a vessel those 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 that was the holy spirit working <laughs> yeah, through that's the, you that's the word i use to people because people were like john you did an amazing job and i said no it's god you know and yeah. they said well you have to take credit and i said yes i i take credit but i was just the vessel he, yeah. he gave me the words and i just pounded them out on paper yeah. and you know it turned out to be a beautiful piece of work and you know it's 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 been amazing and it's been an amazing yeah. ride. So it's great. And I love, I love the title. So, so broken and redeemed. Yeah. I love that. And it reminded me, reminds me of, and I'm, I'm not going to pronounce this correct at all. And I'm also, anybody who listens to this knows that I'm not this guy, uh, like an <laughs> art historian, but right. it reminds me of this great, um, it's this, this Japanese, um, again, this is very out of character for me. So there's this Japanese technique of fixing broken ceramics okay yeah, called yep, kintsugi I, or kintsugi yep. or something so yep. you're familiar with it i mean i'm absolutely that, familiar with it because because yeah. one of my podcasts i was on it was named after that oh okay okay so the, and and so the title of your book reminded me of that it, mm-hmm. it's, it's that listen it from from being broken 
is actually, and so this, for those that aren't familiar with it, who are listening, so this is ancient Japanese um, sort of tradition. It's, be- it's beautiful art it's because they, beautiful, put 24, beautiful. they put 24 yeah. karat gold in the breaks. Yeah. So basically you take, you know, the, the, the yeah. broken ceramics and then to, to glue it together, they use, they use gold. Yes. And so you actually have something more valuable yep. and stronger and, yep. and because of the breakage, uh, basically. And so anyway, I, I was reminded of that um, when I looked at the title of your of, of your book. So, so talk about how that, and not the Kintsugi thing, but just right, right. For, for you, how that played in not only to your own journey, but how, how, is it, how have people, I guess, been responding to that notion oh, of like, okay, I got to break down. I got to get broken first before I can come. Well, back I tell them, I, I tell them there's two sides of broken. Uh-huh. There's the brokenness of the world. And then there's the brokenness that God's going to put you through to, to change your heart. And that's the self-examination. But that's the beautiful side of broken um, because he has to break you down. It's kind of like a Marine drill instructor when you go to boot camp. You know, they the first couple months, they're breaking you down because they want to get the world out of you because they want to teach you how to survive in, in a combat situation. Yeah. And they want you to be able to react and not think. Um, and I'm not saying that's what Jesus wants because he wants us to think, obviously. Um, but it's, it's a similar thing. They're going to, you know, he, he wants to break you down because he has to get the world out of you. And, and, you know, it's, it's, it's hard, um, because there's times when my temper still comes back. Um, but, but I can control it better because I can feel it coming on now where before it was more like a volcano and it just erupted. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's, that's the growth and the sanctification part of it. But, you know, as for the title, you know, that's just the way I felt. You know, when I, mm. when I started back in 2014 and I was like, okay, what am I going to call this? You know, and, and I just, I prayed on it and that's what came to mind. Um, the subtitle was changed um, with my publisher. Um, the original subtitle was actually God is waiting for you because that's what I felt. He was, mm. God was just waiting for me to wake up and quit being a knucklehead. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, but the cool part was, is when I was in my first call with the publisher and we were talking about the cover and the title and all this stuff, they started talking about the subtitle and I'm thinking, okay, they're going to change my subtitle. And I'm like, they're the experts. Just be patient, John, let them talk. And the faith editor for Morgan James wanted to, he changed it to, he said, how about discovering freedom through complete surrender? Because the subtitle is kind of supposed to explain what the book is about. Yeah. And, and I said, you know, I like that. But in when we fin and then he goes, then we'll turn the book over to the back cover. And it says, God is waiting for you if you're ready to surrender. And so they kept that in the title, so to speak, mm-hmm. that God is waiting for you. Um, but the next day I kept, you know, after the call, I just kept thinking about that discovery, discovery. And I was like, this just doesn't quite fit. And then the next morning during my prayer time, my finding came to my head and I was like, oh, this is perfect. Finding freedom through complete surrender. So I sent it into the publisher and, and they emailed me back within about an hour and said they loved it. And that's where the yeah. title came from. So That's great. That's yeah. great. No, we have a very, we have a very patient God who is a gentleman and is, um, is always waiting there. He's, he's, he's waiting and looking for us. And it's just, like you say, it's us knuckleheads that (laughs) just, uh, uh, by the grace of, of him, uh, uh, can, can find our way. Last question before we get to our fun segment, uh, cause I just, I love your background and Mm -hmm. like we talked in the intro, you know, men can be kind of. I don't know, just sort of difficult to kind of break through to. I and I totally uh, appreciate and and agree that your book, like your editor said, is for everybody. But are you finding a different reaction based on 
you know, how you write your own personal life story. Uh, do you find a different reaction from men readers than, than women or, or not? You know, I haven't seen that really in the reviews and, and even my friends. Cause I had, I had about 30 of my friends that, that read the manuscript as it was being published so that, you know, they, they, they call it the launch team so they can help you kind of launch the book. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it was pretty equally reviewed. Um, some of those people that were doing that were my high school friends and, you know, they were shocked because they were like, you didn't tell you anything. You didn't tell us mm. about this. I'm like, yeah, no, I didn't want you to know, <laughs> mm. you know, because that's, that's growing up differently. And, um, yeah. you know, so it's, you know, the reviews have been great from both. I think that the, the ladies are more emotionally charged by it because they, they, you know, I don't want to say they have empathy or sympathy, but it's, it's their, you know, it touches their heart. I think more than the men, the men look at it as, okay, well, I can, I can become vulnerable. I can let down yeah. my pride. And, and that was really, you know, after I finished the book and looked back on it, you know, that was, that was what I was like, I hope that book does that for men. It teaches them how to lay down their pride yeah. uh, because we can still have, you know, I'm, I'm very prideful in my work. I, I love what I do and I'm good at it. And, you know, I have pride in my work, but my pride is not my idol <laughs> anymore, right. yeah. you know? And so that's the difference. And, and, you know, I'm working to try to bring God grace through what I do now. Exactly. And that's, that's what, you know, we've got to teach our men how to do is when they're in their job, it's, it's you're doing, you're doing your job because you want to please God, exactly. not because you want to please yourself or your boss. So. Yeah. Ah. Oh. Amen. Yeah. If you're going to boast, boast in the Lord. So I love it. And you know, I love what Paul says, you know, for in his strength, I'm weak when he is strong and it's, that's the beauty of surrender. Ah, so true. Well, we could, we could talk all night and um, (laughs) this is so great. Well, let's get to our fun segment uh, of the big show here. So this is when we ask the same three questions of every guest and see what they have to say here. So fun segment question. Uh, by the way, this is a horribly uh, titled segment of the show. It really should have a more creative, <laughs> more creative uh, uh, sort of moniker. But anyway, fun segment question number one. If Jesus knocked on your door tomorrow morning uh, out there in Washington and just wanted to hang out for the day, you have a whole day with Jesus, you can do whatever you want, go wherever you want, see whatever you want. How are you going to spend your day with Jesus? Well, the, I'd start it with a cup of coffee and some questions I have for him, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and, and see if I could get the answers to some, so what I'm, what my mentor calls the mystery box questions, but that's right. where your faith is built. Um, so I'd probably start off with just sitting and talking to him. Um, and then, then I would take him over to the golf club and play 18 holes of golf with him. Nice. And, uh, you know, if, if we hit it in the water, I just have him walk, have, <laughs> have, have him walk me out on the water so I could go get my ball, <laughs> yeah. you know, but, but that's probably what I would do is just put, I play around a golf with him and then have dinner and, you know, just chat and just yeah. enjoy, enjoy being on the golf course with him. I think that would be neat. That would be great. That would be great. All right. Fun segment question. Number two, if you could go to church with any other guy living or dead, famous or not, uh, you can know him or not know him. Um, uh, but the only, the only two rules are you're going to church and you're going to go with another guy. Who are you going to go with? Um, that was an easy question when I saw that, Jeff, it's A.W. Tozer. Mm. Um, I, I love Tozer's writing and, and his teachings were instrumental in my faith walk. And, and I would just, I would love to be able to sit down with him and just talk theology. So 
That's great. Yeah. That, and, yeah. and, and lure it. We, we, we've not had a Tozer reference on 10 seasons oh, okay. here. That's our okay. first Tozer. So that's yeah, I, I'm just, I, 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 his, his book pursuit, pursuit of God was probably the toughest book I've ever read. So, yeah. 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 Oh, I just, cool. I love his teachings and I love his writing. Cool. All right. Fun segment question. Number three, bringing it home here. If you could give uh, just one piece of advice to a younger man, a little bit further upstream about just living, you know, kind of what we talk about here in this podcast, just a, you know, kind of everyday, but extraordinary, I mean, kind of ordinary, but extraordinary life of faith, um, through how you live, how you treat people, uh, you know, don't need to necessarily be super steeped in scripture and, you know, mm-hmm. get a theology degree, but just living that life with Jesus and, and in this, and apropos of today's episode of surrender. What would be that one piece of advice that you give a young well, guy? Well, in, in, in today's world, I would say that to try to see people through God's eyes. Um, we don't know what their past was, and so don't judge them because we're, we're not to judge and there's no condemnation. Hmm. And then don't be afraid to ask for help and, and, and lay down your pride. Pride's the killer. I mean, so, yeah. you know, if you want to be prideful, be pride that you have a great relationship with God, and that'll take care of everything else. Ah, oh, that is a drop the mic moment right there, John Jarman. <laughs> well, I appreciate uh, it. Well, we so appreciate uh, you sharing your story, literally sharing your story uh, through uh, through the book, and make sure uh, everybody out there broken and redeemed. And, and, and Jeff, if your listeners, if they want a signed copy, if they go to my website, because the book's available anywhere books are sold, but if they want a signed copy, go to my bookstore and enter the code Titus three three through seven, and they'll get a discount on the book, and I'll ship it out to them. There you go. Titus 337. All right. Thanks again, John. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to MANA. If you have any questions or recommendations for future guests, send them to manapodcast at gmail.com.